When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Alongside Chris Canny, I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Greeny's presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. The question is simple. simple, simple. Canny, Canny, or Canty? But only one man can answer. And that man is Chris Canty. He's here with Hello. us. Hello. <laughs> it's time for Canty or Canty on Greenie on ESPN Radio. All right, Chris Canty. Canty or Canty, we have to start with the news of the day, the news of yesterday. The Giants and Saquon Barkley, they failed to reach a long-term deal by that 4 o'clock Eastern deadline. So Canty or Canty, can the Giants make the playoffs without Saquon playing all 17 games? Uh, I'm going to say they can, and, and this is the caveat. Saquon Barkley is eventually going to show up, and he's going to contribute to the New York Giants at some point. I think they need him more in November and December than they need him in September and October. Um, that's when you want him to be healthy. Now, last year, he was a, a beast in the first couple of months of the season, and then he fell off in the last couple of months. So hopefully the Giants can flip that around, and Saquon can be more productive in the second half of 2023 on into the postseason. But I I'm a big believer in the culture that Brian Dayball has established with this team. I like the moves that they've made around Daniel Jones with the pass catchers trading for Darren Waller, drafting Jalen Hyatt. Like, I like some of those moves to go along with the weapons that they've already had in place. So I think the Giants are, again, going to be poised to make a push for the playoffs, and they'll be able to do it without Saquon for all 17. It gets early quick or late quick. What's that saying? It gets early it's, late. It's getting late early. It's yeah. getting late and early. Well, I'm looking at their schedule. They nailed play, it. Nailed it. Crushed it. You know, I'm not a sayings girl. They played the, the Cowboys week one, the Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks, and Dolphins. That's their first five games. So certainly looks much better when you have Saquon Barkley. All right. Canny or Canty, can Jordan Love successfully replace Aaron Rodgers? His teammates talking him up a lot this week. He's getting a lot of love internally, but do you think Jordan Love can successfully replace Aaron Rodgers. I do, but I don't know that we're going to see that in year one. And quite frankly, that shouldn't be the bar. Jordan Love playing better than Aaron Rodgers is playing with the New York Jets. Because let's be honest, Aaron Rodgers wasn't gating in his first full season as the starter. Aaron Rodgers was 6-10 and as the starter in his first year in full-time duties as the signal caller. So I, I just... I don't think that we have to place this unrealistic expectation on Jordan Love that he's going to step in and be an MVP caliber player. He can have a successful season in year one as the full-time starter without the team having a lot of success. But I do think he is going to be the long-term future at quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Chris, there's going to be a, a different barometer for Jordan Love. I know, as you mentioned, a lot's going to be predicated on what Aaron Rodgers does in New York. People are going mm-hmm. to compare them naturally. But I wonder if the the actual way that we should view this is, can he do what Aaron Rodgers did for the Packers last year? If you look exactly what you got from Aaron Rodgers last year, do you think Jordan Love can match or exceed that? I, I, I would hope he could exceed it. Aaron Rodgers was 27th in QBR. Right. 
Like, exactly. I, I, like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's a relatively low bar to clear. So, yeah, I, I think Jordan Love can exceed that, especially with everything that's around. And the Packers have a solid offensive line. They've got a solid running game that they can lean on. And if those first-round draft picks on the defense step up, that should be the anchor that the team can lean on. The defense has to be the identity of the team, and that's usually a good way to go when you're breaking in a young quarterback. Yeah, so I, I would think that Jordan Love can surpass what we saw from Aaron Rodgers last year. So if that's the bar, then I would bet that he'd be able to clear it. I'd take the over on Jordan Love. Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, we're playing Canty or Canty here on Greeny ESPN Radio. So Tyreek Hill said on his podcast, I will break 2,000 yards next year, bro. 2,000 yards was on my bucket list to get before I leave this league. 2,000 yards and another Super Bowl. We're getting that. Believe that. So can he do it? Will Tyreek Hill get 2,000 yards? Well, he's got the talent and he's got the scheme to be able to do it. He, he absolutely does. And the great thing about the Miami Dolphins skill position core is that he's got another receiver in Jalen Waddle that went north of 1,300 yards. So, I mean, he's going to have his fair share of single coverage opportunities, man coverage opportunities. And Tyreek Hill is the fastest guy in all of football. He'll be able to take advantage of him. The biggest question about whether or not he can get to 2,000 yards has nothing to do with Tyreek Hill and everything to do with Tua being able to stay healthy for all 17 games. We still haven't seen it. Not sure that we're going to see it. If the best indicator for future performance is past performance, then we'd have to hedge against it. But Tyreek Hill absolutely has the talent to beat Calvin Johnson's single-season receiving record of 1,946 yards. He can crack 2,000 yards. It's just a question of whether Tua can stay healthy or not. Next one, DeAndre Hopkins going to the Titans, a two-year, $26 million deal. Can DeAndre Hopkins take the Titans to the playoffs? Can he or can't he? A reminder, they went 7-10 and 10 last year. No way in hell can DeAndre Hopkins take the Tennessee Titans to the playoffs. He, he's just, he's not that guy anymore. And the market kind of indicates that. Like three years ago, DeAndre Hopkins was in the conversation for best receivers in the league. He's not that anymore. He's a diminished player. Now, that doesn't mean he's not good at being able to win one-on-one situations, go up and make those 50-50 catches, on, uh, making catches on 50-50 balls. Like, he can still do those things. He can still catch the ball in traffic and make plays. But DeAndre Hopkins can't put the team on his back. And, and when you think about the Tennessee Titans offense, the quarterback throwing on the ball, you have questions about him too. Like, is Ryan Tannehill going to be healthy? Is he going to be effective? Is Ryan Tannehill going to be the starter once we get to season's end? There are a lot of questions around that Tennessee Titans offense. And I just, I can't bet on DeAndre Hopkins being able to fix all of them. So, eight ball says doubtful when it's D-Hop taking the Titans to the playoffs this year. Well, the Titans got him. The other team that was linked to DeAndre Hopkins, the New England Patriots. Can Mac Jones prove he can be a franchise quarterback? Can he or can't he? Mac who? Mac Jones, uh, I'm going to say he can. I-, I think he's got an adult in the room now with offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien. The Matt Patricia experiment, hiring a defensive coordinator to be your play caller on offense, yeah, that was an epic fail. So I think Bill O'Brien is going to be able to get the most out of Mac Jones. And we saw they had a good relationship down in Alabama. So I would look for them to have a lot of synergy, especially early on, like being able to hit their stride. I like the pieces that they have 
around Mac Jones. Don't love, but I do like the pieces that they have. They went out this offseason. They got Juju Smith-Schuster at the wide receiver spot. They went out and they added Mike Gusecki. They already had Hunter Henry and Devontae Parker. They've got a pretty good receiving core. Like They've got a receiving core that, that's solid. I'm not going to say pretty good, but they're solid. And they got a burner um, in Tyquan Thornton that they're looking to looking for big things out of in terms of him making that jump in year two in the NFL. So I, I like the pieces that they have around Mac. The most important piece is that defense, which is one of the best in all of football. They'll, they'll support Mac Jones. They'll create field position. They'll create extra possessions. And I think Bill O'Brien will put Mac Jones in situations where he can take advantage of. Another guy in the move, Odell Beckham Jr. Can he or can't he be a game changer for the Ravens? I think he can. I think Odell absolutely can, and I love what the Ravens did. They went out and they hired Todd Munkin from Georgia to be their offensive coordinator to really evolve the passing game. They went out and got Odell, but they also drafted Zay Flowers in the first round. They've got Mark Andrews there. They're going to get uh, Rashad Bateman back. They're going to get Devin DuVernay back. So they've, they're flush with pass catchers for Lamar Jackson to do his thing. And I'm just excited about this Ravens offense opening up literally and figuratively in terms of of how they play. We know that Lamar Jackson is always going to be a threat to use his legs, but I think this will be the first time that the league sees him as an evolved passer. He has a high football IQ. His football acumen is right there with the best of them, and I think that goes under the radar because of the scheme that he's been in, but now Todd Munkin is going to be able to unleash him when it comes to you know seeing conventional productivity from the quarterback position in the passing game. Last one for Canty or Canty. Chris Canty, can Trey Lance be the starter in San Francisco? I'm going to say he can. And, and I'm a big Trey Lance guy. Now, granted, we don't have a lot of evidence that Trey Lance is going to be a really good quarterback in this league. But I, I still stand by the conviction that Kyle Shanahan had once upon a time when he invested three first-round draft picks to move up and take Trey Lance. I, I'm curious to see how training camp goes in that battle between Trey and Sam Donald. Now, Brock Purdy is in the shadows. He's recovering from that UCL surgery. We'll see what ends up happening to him. He's the guy that everybody believes is the incumbent starter. And uh, so we'll see where that goes. But I do think training camp in the preseason is an opportunity for Trey Lance to turn some heads and potentially be in the mix to be the starting quarterback in week one if Brock Purdy isn't ready to go. This is Trey Lance's opportunity with the 49ers. Like, this is probably his last best opportunity to prove that he can be a starting quarterback for Kyle Shanahan. And so I I look for him to take full advantage of it. He's got the weapons around him to do it. It's just a matter of him going out and executing. And I believe he's got the skill set in order to do it. An excellent game of Canty or Canty here on Greeny, Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman. And coming up next, the Powerball is at a billion dollars. Ooh. Chris Canty, do you have a plan ready if you win? Because I do. I have a plan in place, and we're going to tell you about it next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. 
Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greenie, the podcast. It's Greenie on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. And Greenie's presented by Progressive Insurance. It's Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman here with you. And Chris, earlier in the show, we were talking about some comments from Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott. He was speaking at his youth football camp in Frisco, and the quote was that he said he won't have 10 interceptions this year. And you just alerted us during the break that we might have a correction on that quote. Yeah, so Nick Eatman from DallasCowboys.com, who's pretty plugged into the team because he works for the team's website, said that the article misquoted Dak. He didn't say that he won't have 10 interceptions. He was saying that he won't have tipped interceptions, tipped interceptions. And it actually makes sense Mm -hmm. when you actually read the quote in totality and what Dak was talking about, how he wasn't on the same page with his receivers. And so some of those, those passes that ended up being tipped, some of the air and throws, um, they won't, the ball won't be in positions where defenders will be able to tip them and intercept them. So I think that's what Dak Prescott was trying to describe, because if you think about it on its face, to say that you won't have 10 interceptions, it's just such an arbitrary number to throw out there in terms of right. not throwing that number of interceptions, especially when you've had back-to-back double-digit interception years. It just didn't make any sense. So the tip interceptions actually makes more sense with the body of the quote. Absolutely, because he had 15 interceptions last year, so why wouldn't that be the barometer that he throws out? I won't have 15 this year. I'll have far less than that. 10, 10 did seem like such an odd place for him to go, so I can buy the, the tipped, not the 10. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow. Touchdown, what a start. Who actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank 'em. The top five jerseys. Number five. 
So, Chris, I'm going to give you my list of the top five NFL jerseys. And I went historically, of all time, in my opinion. And feel free to weigh in on these because you could go a lot of different ways here. But coming in at number five, I'm going with the Raiders. There's Mm. nothing tougher than that black and that silver. But more specifically for me, it's the white jerseys. I believe it's the road jerseys for the Raiders. You have that that freshness, that clean white, that crisp, that crispness that's just paired with the toughness of the black and the silver. I love that look. I mean, it's hard to mess up that color combination, right? Yep. It's hard to. I mean, the silver, the black, the white, it, it, it all works together. The Raiders, it's, it's an iconic uniform, so I don't have an issue with you having them in your top five. Although I would say their uniform does lean toward the the boring side of things. There's nothing exciting about it. It's clean. It's fresh. It's always going to be, you know, iconic. But, I mean, I just feel like uh, out of all the uniforms in the National Football League, it's just, it, 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 it's kind of, it's kind of blah. It's kind of blah. Kind of blah. Kind of blah. Yeah, the colors are great. Uh, it's kind of blah, though. Mm. The Don't bla- love. The, the black, the silver, again, the white. It just, to me, the colors and the logo encapsulates what you think of when you think of Raider Nation. It just okay. is such a good fit. There's a lot of synergy there. All right, okay. let, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> I can Number four. I can tell you don't love it. You're probably going to think this one's boring, too. This one's very classic. We're going with the Packers, the green home jerseys for the Green Bay Packers. I love that green and yellow color combo together. I think the, the Oakland A's, obviously, that is one of the best uniforms in baseball. But I uh-huh. love this, and this, to me, is so historic. When you when you think of uniforms in the NFL, you have to think of the Green Bay Packers. So they're coming in at number four for me. Yeah, I can rock with the Packers uniform. I actually like that uniform. It's iconic. It's clean. Um, the green and the gold work well. And it's really like it fits that area, too. Like, it's just like very, you know, blue collar, rust belt, that kind of thing. Like, I just the, the Green Bay Packers green and gold is just one of those like, yeah, that's a clean uniform. You got the block G there on the helmet. Like, it's it's a clean, clean look. The Packers at home. Always a go-to staple for them. So I, I, I like it. I like that uniform combination. It's nice. Coming up next. Number three. Okay, this one's very specific, but it's the creamsicles. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers creamsicles. Those are one of the all-time great uniforms in all of sports. They they debuted in 1976. People have clamored for them since. I don't know why they just don't do that full-time, Chris, but the creamsicles have got to be in the mix here for best uniforms in the NFL. Uh, the creamsicles are cool. I, I guess it's nostalgic. I, I don't know that I actually love it though. Really? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't. You, I don't. What is it the color? It, no, I just it's the color. It just I don't know. It, it's like I, I guess the color, the logo. Like it's it's cool because it's a throwback, but it's not. I, I don't think it's just in terms of the aesthetic is is one of the top five uniforms. Like I think it's just. It's cool because it's it's such a throwback. Like, you're taking it back to, what, 1976 or something like that? Like, that's what makes it cool because it's retro. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the aesthetic of it makes it a top five uniform. So I don't know about that one. Couldn't disagree more. Why wouldn't you want to wear a Sherbert-colored jersey in the NFL? All right, next. Number two. Uh, we're keeping it also in kind of the Easter egg family. I'm going with the Chargers, specifically the powder blue. This almost was number one for me. The powder blue Chargers wow. uniforms, that soft blue, the white pants, the bolt. It is so fresh. It is so classic. It's timeless. I don't know. This one's almost perfect to me, but there's one that I think is better. But I absolutely love the Chargers powder blue. 
Yeah, I love the blue two. I love the blue two. And it takes you back to an era of football um, where Don Coriel, freshly minted Hall of Famer Don Coriel, had the Air Coriel offensive system. They were throwing the ball all over the yard. Um, yeah, I, I'm on board with this. I, I like the powder blue jerseys for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, it's a great look. Um, it, it's it's a throwback feel, but it feels like it's it, they, they do it in a contemporary way. So I, I like I like that uniform a whole lot. I'm with you on that one. I can get on board with the powder blue jersey. All right, good. I'm glad. All right, last one. Number one. Now, to be fair, Chris, I grew up a Miami Dolphins fan, and mm-hmm. I grew up a loving Dan Marino. But okay. to me, there is no uniform better in the NFL historically than the old school throwback Miami Dolphins uniforms. Yeah. The aqua, yeah. the orange, the white, that old school logo. I don't know why they updated it. I looked it up. I think it was 2013 that they updated it. It's clearly subpar based on the old Dolphin. I don't know why they don't go back to it, but you have to go back to the vintage Dolphins uniforms. That's the best in the NFL. Yeah, no doubt. I'm with you 100% on that one. The best uniform in the the NFL is the throwback jerseys the Dolphins wear. Like, it's incredible. And I love the throwback logo. Like, they've they've given it a modern feel. Yeah. Um, But it's the the retro look. I'm all about the Dolphins doing that. Like, that is one of the dopest uniforms, if not the dopest uniform in the NFL. So, can we recap the list? Because I feel like there are a couple of teams in there that might be omissions that we need to revisit. So I'm just going to ask you to recap the list. Okay, coming in at number five, the Raiders, the Vegas Raiders, specifically the white road jerseys, the Packers Mm -hmm. checking in at number four, the home greens, the Bucks creamsicles. You didn't love that one at number three. No. (laughs) The Chargers at number two with the powder blues and number one, the Miami Dolphins throwbacks. There's nothing cooler than that uniform. Okay, so a couple of uniforms I got to ask you about. Number one, the Baltimore Ravens all black uniforms. Pretty good. They can't get in there. Pretty the good. Baltimore, the all black, pretty hard with the raven on, oh, with the raven on the side. They can't get in there. They can't sneak in. But who are you going to take out? I know you'll take out the creamsicles, but to me, that's one of the most iconic uniforms in all of the NFL. I can't remove them from the list. See, I, to me, the all black Ravens uniform, I would put that over the Raiders uniform. I mean, if you want to go with the black color combination, I would go with the Ravens all black over the Raiders white road uniform that would just be me then the other one i gotta ask you about the dallas cowboys uniform it's dallas good. cowboys it's no iconic love? i mean the star in the helmet no love? it's iconic but if i had to take one iconic franchise i'm going with the packers because i love okay. the color combo more all right you know it's okay. white it's just... blue it's silver it doesn't really pop the star is amazing but the color combo yeah. is just kind of eh, it's all right Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I will also throw in the Giants color rush white with the throwback Giants written out on the side of oh, the yeah. helmet. That's like good. to me, that is a clean look too. The Giants all white color rush with the blue helmet with Giants written out in white. That is that's a it's a throwback retro look, but it it's really really clean. I like that uniform too. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776 if you want to call in and yell at me because I left your franchise or your team off of my top five jerseys in the NFL list. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. Coming up next, Chris, we still got to get to my Powerball plan because I think you're going to want to steal this if you, in fact, win the Powerball on Wednesday. Plus, one Pro Bowl quarterback doesn't do any football activities on Tuesdays. Is that weird? We're going to talk about it next. It's Greeny, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greeny, the podcast. And team Michelle Smallman. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Greeny's presented by Progressive Insurance. And Chris, I see you vibing to this. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. It's all about the money. <laughs> It's all about the money. Primetime was all about the money. I love the song. I love it. Must be the money. Fresh money, fresh cash flying around, Michelle. I'm all about it. Absolutely. And, you know, it is Mo Money, Mo Problems with the Giants and Saquon Barkley. He wants yeah. Mo Money. They didn't give it to him, and now they have Mo Problems. So no, no long-term deal between Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants yesterday. 4 p.m. Eastern time was the deadline, and now they don't know when he's going to report, Chris. The Giants not expected to see him in, until later this summer. If even then, we don't know when he's going to report. Let's bring in our ESPN football analyst, Booger McFarland, who joins us now to talk about Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants. Booger, when you got word that Saquon and the Giants didn't reach a multi-year deal yesterday and that we don't know when he's going to return to the team, do you think the Giants made a mistake? Uh, Yes, I do. You know, because I I think generally speaking, we look at the running back market uh, as a whole, and there's certain players that kind of – they do more than just a typical running back. You know, when you think of Christian uh, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and Saquon Barkley falls in that. And I think if you're the Giants, you have to ask yourself, like, what's our heartbeat? What's our entire offense? You know, our quarterback only threw, I think, 15 touchdowns in Daniel Jones, but yet we paid him $40 million, and I get it. That's the, growth, the, the going rate. But what about the guy that's actually the engine that, that runs the car, the straw that stirs the drink? And that's Saquon Barkley. So, I do think that the Giants made a mistake, and I, and I think the people in that locker room are the ones that are going to let them know because the players know. Like, as a player, you know the guys that really get it done and the guys that you can and, can and cannot live without. And for a player like Saquon, who the Giants can't live without, to be treated the way uh, he is, uh, it, to me it's not right. And don't get me wrong, I get the market. I get the, the wear and tear on the running backs. But every now and then, you're going to have to pay a guy what he's worth. And I, say, I think Saquon Barkley's worth a lot more and a lot more than the Giants are, are trying to give him and treat him. 
Bull, to that end, when you start talking about the, the guys in the locker room reacting to how the Giants are negotiating with Saquon, how much pressure does that put on Daniel Jones and Brian Dable in training camp to have guys paying attention to the task at hand with Saquon Barkley's absence being in the backdrop? Yeah, you know, it's a good point by you, Chris. I think it's going to put a lot of pressure on Daniel. Uh, I think the, the contract that Daniel Jones got is going to put a lot of pressure on it. And, and let's just play this out. Let's just say Saquon says, you know what? I, I'm going to show you guys just how much you need me. Let's just say he doesn't show up week one or week two. Can you imagine the pressure on Brian Dayball and Daniel Jones trying to craft the game plan early in the season? To me, that's when you would really feel it. And I think around the league, there are certain players on certain teams that those teams just can't be without. You look at Austin Eckler. You look at uh, McCaffrey, Kamara, uh, Saquon. Like those guys are, are are players that those teams would be drastically different without. And I think if you're the Giants and you're Saquon, you hope it doesn't come to that point. He's our ESPN football analyst, Booger McFarland, joining Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. And it wasn't just Saquon Barkley, Booger, that didn't get a long-term deal yesterday. Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard also did not. The last time a running back signed a long-term contract worth more than $10 million was Nick Chubb back in 2021. That was 716 days ago. You referenced the running back market being what it is. Do you ever see this course correcting at all? Or do you think that this is what running backs are going to have to face from here on out? Well, the only way that it'll ever change is you're going to have to have the guys who are in position to change it, change it, right? Like, if you think about the quarterback market, what do we say? Uh, that the only way certain numbers are going to, you know, go to where Deshaun Watson, uh, where his contract is, is, is the top guys are going to have to hold out and band together. Well, it's the same in the running back market. Like, whoever the top guys are, are going to have to demand that and if you're in a position to demand that and you get a couple of guys that are willing to do it because there's always strength in numbers right and so if you get that then I think they could put the GMs in a position where these guys have to have to make a decision do we want to wreck our entire season trying to uh, hold on to this this premise that the running back uh, is devalued and we can just keep drafting them or do we take care of certain guys who are special and certain guys who are different uh, and Saquon falls in that market. But until then, I, I think you're going to see the GMs and the owners say, you know what, there's so much wear and tear on these guys. And when you get to a certain age, those guys become obsolete because they're just going to go downhill. I think they're going to continue to be treated the way they are now. Boogers, switching gears on the Netflix special produced by Peyton Manning. Kirk Cousins says that during the regular season, he has one day per week where he doesn't do anything football-related. And I believe that day was Tuesday. If you were his teammate, how would you react to your quarterback saying that? Yeah, I'm cool with that, man. You know, especially if you're going to load up the, the, the other days. I mean, if you want to take Tuesday, it is your off day where you just completely uh, disconnect. And then Wednesday morning, 5.30, 6 a.m., you're at the building and you're there till you know, 6 or 7. And, and if that's how you want to spend your time, that's fine. Like, I'm okay with it because even though football takes up a lot of uh, a lot of your time, I mean, Kirk Cousins is a married man with a couple of young kids, and so he, he's got to at some point connect with them also. And I think that we've seen a few examples that when you just 24-7, all, it's not healthy. Oh, we lost Booger. 
But Chris, I want to get your take on that. Booger was saying that he thinks that it's healthy that Kirk Cousins takes a full 24 hours off once a week during the football season. He says he doesn't do anything on Tuesday that isn't football related. He said in the beginning that it threw his coaches off a bit, but that he doesn't do anything on Tuesdays for football. Booger, we have you back. We lost you there. The last thing we heard you saying was that you think it's, it's a good thing that Kirk Cousins takes Tuesdays off. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely fine with that. I mean, I think at some point you got to disconnect, uh, especially one day on your off day. And if Kirk Cousins is showing up at the facility on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at 6 a.m. and he's staying till his work is done, I'm totally fine with that. Um, I think people want their quarterback or their players to be at the facility all day, every day. And, and, and the reality of it is it just doesn't work that way. So I'm, I'm definitely fine with that. Last thing for our ESPN football analyst, Booger McFarland. So, Booger, the Powerball tomorrow is $1 billion. If you were to cash in the $1 billion Powerball ticket, I know you're a man with a plan. So what are you doing? Well, first of all, I'm going to make sure that that direct deposit hits on time. And once that direct <laughs> deposit hits, and, and, and I see the money in there, then, I, then I'm going to sit back and figure it out at that point. But the first thing I'm doing is making sure that that money hits the bank account. And then after that, we will figure it out from that point. Is there, a, is there a trip or something that you would like to do first and foremost, somewhere you'd like to go or a place you'd like to visit? No, nah, not particularly. I'm a big golfer, so I'm going to play every golf course known to man in the United States of America, and then I'll and, and then I and then I'll probably figure out where else to go. Then I love it. He's our ESPN football analyst, Booger McFarland. Follow him on social media at ESPN Booger. Booger, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Anytime. Take it easy, Cannon. All right, now. All right. Man, with that with that kind of money, Michelle, you can buy Augusta National. That's Billion right. dollars? <laughs> My goodness. I love how he's waiting until it hits the direct deposit because sometimes your eyes are bigger than your stomach and you're already making plans to spend the money. You gotta wait till it's in the bank account. But the question to you, Powerball, up to a billion dollars. Tomorrow night is the drawing. What are you gonna do if you win? I'm trying to buy a team. I'm trying to buy an NBA team. I'm trying to buy a piece of an NFL team. That, that's from that's where this thing is going. I mean, I love sports. So I want to be involved in sports on an ownership level. And as we've seen, those things just continue to appreciate. That, that's better than any annuity that you could possibly buy, any investment that you could possibly make. I mean, just think about what NFL franchises are going for. They're saying that the Washington Commanders sale is going to be for $6 billion. $6 billion. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely insane, Michelle. So I'm trying to get a piece of a team <laughs> Preferably the NFL. Yep. I would settle for the NBA because of the globalization of that game. But I'm trying to buy a piece of the team if I win the Powerball. That's what I'm doing. Now, are you going to be Steve Cohen? Are you going to open up the checkbooks? Are you going to be acquiring the stars, making the moves? Or are you going to hire people to do that for nah, you? No, I'm, hire, I'm hiring a GM like Joe Shane with the Giants. We, <laughs> we, har, we hardball negotiating with everybody. Like it's just, We're not playing no games, lying in the sand. We got our price and we're going to stick to it. That's the guy, because listen, if you're on the side of ownership, you're trying to look at that bottom line and make sure that you make every year a profitable year, as profitable as you possibly can. Because sports, even though we love them, is also a business and the owners are more concerned with the business side of it than the actual outcomes on the field or on the court. Yeah, we're seeing that now more than ever. Okay, here's what I would do, and I want to run this by you. So a couple years ago, I got an astrology reading, and the astrologer told me, you're going to win the lottery. And I never Mm. tell people this, you're going to win. And he said, it could be monetary, 
Or it could be that everything in my life comes together at once. So I'm hitting the proverbial lottery. I don't know which one I'd prefer, but I believe this man. And so I have a plan in place. And I did a lot of research, Chris, on people that win the lottery. And a lot of them end up depressed. They end up miserable. And it's because their friends and family members view them as an ATM and not as a person anymore. So Mm. I am going to circumvent that before it even happens. So here's the plan. When I find out that I win, I'm going to have a lawyer draft up a contract. I'm going to gather all my friends and family that would get some money in a room, present them with the contract, let them know I won the lottery, and I'm going to tell them, you're going to get money, you just don't know when or you don't know how much. You have to sign this contract, and if you ask me for money before or after you receive it, you have to pay me back all of the money, every single penny, <laughs> so that you don't view me as an ATM. And I think it would be so fun to know Chris Canty is going to get a million dollars on July 18th, 2030, and you don't know. And just one day in, in 2030, you get a check for a million dollars. And what a fun surprise that would be, right? Absolutely. But I'd say money today is worth more than money tomorrow. <laughs> but Michelle, I love the plan. Thank you. Here's the thing. I played in the NFL for over a decade. So I already had my family looking at me as an ATM and I have no problem with telling people no. So I don't know if I'd even need to go that route in terms of putting together a plan because they already know they're not getting a damn dime from me. That's just how I roll, Michelle. (laughs) I'm all about money and not just making money, but keeping money. I, I, I I would contend, Michelle, that nobody on the ESPN radio network loves money more than I do. Like I love, I love money. I'm like, I'm like Scrooge McDuck. I like to, (laughs) I wish, I wish I could have all of my money in a money bin and just go swimming in it. Yeah. Like I'm one of those people that text their bank account period, like every day. Like I I check it every day. Like, so like, Mm. like winning the Powerball, there wouldn't be an adjustment in terms of learning how to deal with all of the challenges that come along with falling into a lot of money. Cause I've, kind of already lived that movie, but I've never had money on this level. I just think about all of the things that I would be have, have access to if I had a billion dollars. Like, there's just a yeah. whole nother level. Like, there, there's, like, living well, and then there's being wealthy. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, billion dollars is wealthy. So, I, too, check my bank account, but I do it with, like, one eye closed, whereas I think you probably do it with both eyes open. <laughs> and you are more of an imposing figure than I am and probably less of a pushover than I am. If my family came to me and they're like, hey, I know you gave us three mil, but we know you've got a, a couple hundred million left. Can you spare us a couple more? A couple like, hundred million left. Fine. Okay. So, I have, to, I have to make sure that the contract is in place. I'm not as tough as you. Um, but I did talk to somebody once who's in wealth management, and they told me that... Once you get to private jet wealth, that anything else is is basically, yes, of course, you're having more money and it opens up more doors, but mm-hmm. having a private jet opens up your world in a way that you've never had before. We could be doing the show together in New York and you could be having lunch in San Francisco. And once you get to that private jet wealth, your your quality of life doesn't change a lot. No, it doesn't. But you got to remember how expensive private jets cost, <laughs> not, not only purchasing the jet, but the maintenance, the service and paying for a pilot. That ain't cheap. And so you've got to have something set up that's making a ton of cash every single year for you. And that's why once you get to that private jet lifestyle, like there's very few things that can derail your financial future. But Michelle, speaking of financial futures, we got to get back to what happened with Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, and Josh Jacobs yesterday, the franchise tag running backs. And I know that it doesn't feel like there's anything that can be done about this situation. But I think running backs are going to have to start taking a page out of what we saw from Ezekiel Elliott and holding out or 
pulling off a hold-in mm-hmm. when they're in their rookie years of their contract. Now, under the new CBA, holdouts, guys are getting fined $50,000 per day they miss in training camp, and teams can't forgive those fines unless the player is on a rookie contract. So what does that say to running backs? If you're a guy that's proven yourself in the first two or three years of your career, hold out and make a team pay for the prime of your career, which is the first five years in the NFL. That's what we've seen for running backs. That's going to have to be their stance if they want to get paid. Because guess what? The rest of the union, they're not going to go to bat for you at the negotiating table. They're looking out for their own interests. Mm -hmm. So running backs have to look out for themselves, which is being able to leverage the best years of their career, the first five years, into long-term financial security. Seems like everything is trending that way. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. Thanks for listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.